good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time and wherever in the world you are, and welcome to version 1.6 of Elon's Backlog, where our mission is to solve the world's product problems together with you, our listeners. I'm your friend CK, and in the studio with me as always, my director, my sound engineer, my partner in crime, Asuka, what's going on? The intern, the trainee, the editor, all of the above. Hey CK, <laughs> great to be back. Anything you can do to just get onto the credits, right? Exactly. And the, we know the titles are very long at the end, so I'll get as many rules as I can. <laughs> Indeed. So, um, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, we have an exciting app today, so I'm, uh, I'm very much looking forward to what we're gonna, what your ideas are actually, because I feel like you in particular might come up with a few cool ones for this one. And otherwise, you know, it's been going well, still digesting uh, WWDC and also thinking how some of the innovation presented there could be applied to this app, Netflix. Netflix. Bidding. Can you do the sound? Trun. There we nope. go. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought this actually might be a short episode, um, famous last words, because, I mean, it, you know, they should be onto the perfect app. But uh, after a bit of reviewing, you know, I do think there's there's quite a few things I like about it, quite a lot I don't like, and there's a, definitely a few ideas to make it better. And yourself? Exactly the same. And on top of this, I think Netflix is also quite good with experimenting, personalization, and so on. So I think there's a few learnings we can take from Netflix as to how they approach these topics. So maybe yeah. some new learnings for our listeners as well. Looking forward to it. But before we begin, should I tell you with how I've managed to save 80 euros listening to this podcast yes please maybe i can save some as well so i have now created a new google one account personal so instead of me paying 15 euros a month for uh, my two terabytes on my google workplaces which i was doing it's only now 10 a month or 99 for the year so uh 80 dollars saved thank you oscar for that there's a product manager at Google somewhere crying one one little tear going down his or her cheek. They just <laughs> good job. Google sh- yeah, so uh, there you go. The podcast where you can uh, get some pro tips and also save some money. There we go. All right, let's go. So um, let's go to app highlights of the week. Let's do it. And welcome back for the app highlight of the week. But Ziggy, if I had to guess, I guess your app highlight must have been between Apple Photos and Google Photos if you just unlock this beautiful new uh, savings plan for yourself and must have been transferring all the pictures, no? Well, that would be, I don't know if that would be a highlight because the idea to upload 100,000 photos would be a bit painful. But I can tell you this. Did you know that in you can actually now transfer from Apple to Google quite seamlessly? Did you know this? No. Is it like from the app directly? Yeah. So when you look into Google Photos, you can then um, say, I want to transfer from iCloud. And then when you click on iCloud, you then log in with your Apple account. And then you can then say, I want to give Google my photos. And then you click OK. It says it will take three to five days, which is kind of good because you don't want someone just to nickel your photos. But yeah, I was like, wow, I was surprised. That's pretty impressive also the fact alone that they allow this, no? Between I think yeah, I think it's sensible. Yeah. Um otherwise it'd just probably annoy 
um, everyone. Um, the other interesting thing is, is in that same sort of like privacy section, you can actually request all your info and uh, actions with Apple, which I've done. And then it, can, it says, would you like it in one gigabyte, like two gigabyte, five gigabyte, 10 gigabyte or 25 gigabyte downloads? So I've selected 25 gigabyte downloads. And I think maybe in the next episodes, when I have retrieved all my data from Apple, maybe it might be an interesting topic. Oh, wow. It, how, before you do, maybe we'll do a little experiment. In how many gigabytes does your life with Apple fit, do you think? So how many packages of 25 gigabytes are you going to have once it's exported to you? That's a, that's a good one. So it doesn't include any photos. But I mean, I have, I have no idea. Years, years. Um, but what does so we'll what see. does it include then? What does it include? It, I think it's like 14 or 15 different services, it said. Um, hopefully it's not my browser history, but uh must be <laughs> uh, your every probably interactions with the app store, apps you've downloaded, uh, purchases made with iTunes, could be all these all kinds of things like this. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Well, I'm very curious to hear um, how many packages you've got in the end, but let's go back to the app of the week. My, so my app of the week, QRBot. Now, I guess you probably are wondering what the hell this one is, yeah? Did someone replace chat with QR? <laughs> the thing is, is uh, I've been, and I imagine some of the other listeners who are in product as well are often scanning QR codes, right? Have you scanned a QR I'm code? I'm doing this too often, yeah. All the time. And it's been annoying, especially with iPhone 14. They don't, well, the previous scanners I had weren't using the correct camera. So you, when you zoomed in close, it was just getting blurry. And I'm like, there's got to be a better one. And I've paid £9.99 for this app. Not only okay. does it scan all the QR codes, it allows you to create them and create really nice looking ones as well. So you can put a picture in the middle, templates, history, it does everything. It does everything. And I think £10, even though that's a lot for an app, um, I think it's going to make my life better. So that's my app of the week. And you create it on the app and not on desktop, actually on the mobile device. Yeah, correct. So you can just uh, grab a URL, URL, you paste it in, and then you can actually select your saved, uh, like blue and red uh, QR codes. You can change them from like square little bits to like circles, different designs. I'm impressed. I will very good. I'll share some uh, QR codes in the uh, in the chat. In the chat on elonspackwork.com. That's right. And we'll also share the link to these apps in the description of this podcast. So if you're curious about these apps, want to get them, simply head to the description and click your way through it. Yes. And what about yourself? Uh, what was your highlight? I did not have any extraordinary app experiences, and I did not, in particular, install any new ones, but. I've got to give Deutsche Bahn, which is the German national uh, railroad company, some credit because they're getting a lot of hate, I would say sometimes, and uh, a lot of like you know negative uh, things being talked about them because of how they're delayed, how they're you know old school and what have you. But at the same time, I've got to give them um, the product management team there responsible for the Deutsche Bahn Navigator app. A lot of credit because it's very simple to use. Um, it's very simple to buy tickets, and it's kind of like my one app to purchase all the tickets for public transportation in Germany, whether it's long distance trains or you know uh, public transportation within another city for all different uh, tickets that are existing. It's the one app, and it's done very very nicely, I have to say. So nothing special, but just happens that I travel a lot of trains, and uh, I think it's very good for um, you know 
the reputation of the company in general. Yeah, you would expect. Um, I was at the last episode dismissing you know some of these public organizations, um, uh, but good. Well, it sounds good with uh, Deutsche Bahn. So nice one, most definitely. Okay, so um, uh, listeners, if you have any other public transport apps um, that you use and you like, please do share them with us, so that we can maybe do a review of public transport. If, uh, maybe there's an opportunity there um, or any other new apps uh, do head to our community or at elonsbacklog.com and um, if we get some uh, likes then we will review it but Oscar should we get on to the main app of the week yes I'm very excited let's dive into the history both the corporate history but also our own histories uh, with Netflix shall we let's go And welcome back. So, Oscar, before we get into the history of Netflix, I've got a question. Have you ever been into a video store? Yes, I have been. Surprisingly, I have been. All right. I was thinking that might be a no. but Okay, so you're not as young as you look. I'm not as as young as I look, no. But funny thing is that uh, I have been to a store on an exchange trip or some, you know, three weeks uh, language course in, in the UK. It must have been Brighton where I spent those lovely weeks. Okay, so you went to the Brighton Blockbuster video store. So, 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 I don't remember which one, but uh, it might have been. Very well, might have been. Or, or was it a museum? <laughs> Good one. <laughs> no, it was a store selling DVDs. Okay, but or renting, but renting them. Not DVDs, VHS, video cassettes, like, you know. No, okay, that was DVDs, and they were for rental. Um, That's for sure. I think we rented some even. I can't believe that. Yeah, don't remember. (laughs) If if I was going to say no, no, I've never been into a rental uh, shop, what would you have said? Well, I was just going to explain the process of, on a Friday night, going, convincing you, like, your dad, can we get a video out, right? Driving to this store, and then going into, like, a tiny stores this is before blockbuster and then you know you see the titles and then they don't only have like one or two copies right and so it could mean that someone else has already got it and it was just like so annoying so imagine you're going through the collection going oh yeah i want to watch i don't know jaws one <laughs> and then um it's it's someone's already got it so then you're like okay i have to find another one and it was like yeah a very frustrating process but i guess uh with Netflix, we don't have that problem anymore. No, it seems like a problem of the past indeed. And I've got to say, growing up, you know, as a child uh, in, in Russia, there's a whole own experience when it came to DVDs and cassettes, but, but mostly DVDs, that's that's the HI, like, um, you know, was able to capture because you would just go through the city and then kiosks and supermarkets and kiosks in front of, in front of supermarkets, you would have all these DVDs pirate copies being sold, you know, like these self-burned, self-made DVDs with the covers printed out, you can clearly tell. And, and nice. the whole city will be full of them. And so, you know, you don't rent it, you just buy it, but you buy it for so cheap, so it's... And then uh, there'd be like someone walking in front of the camera every so often. <laughs> sometimes it would, sometimes it would. That was a bit before my age, but there was like the legendary, you know, I think 90s, maybe even late eight is in russia when not a lot of movies would make it over but there's like these two three famous guys that would dub them and they're like one guy dubbing the whole movie and that's how you would watch <laughs> the terminator judgment day because this this one guy dubbed the whole movie emotionless 
no matter the scene, no matter you know the emotional peakness of the movie, just same voice uh, as if reading from a piece of paper, which uh, it probably was. Wow. There's a few guys of those ages, yeah. Wow. Okay. Fascinating. I think it's with DVDs. They then became like these DVD extras, right? So you'd always get like with with Blu-ray, like the director's alternate ending or you know different audio commentary. Like there wasn't like a moment of those. Yeah, there was like first ventures into this additional content around the actual movie, right? When you go, yeah, you put the DVD, you land in the menu, and then you could, you know, I remember you could jump to select scenes so you don't have to fast forward through a whole movie. You remember those? Like you had like different like thumbnails of the different scenes so you can quickly scroll through the whole movie. And then you had yeah. the different cuts and the different bonus material, which would be accessible from this main menu of the DVD. I definitely remember Cause, that. Yeah, because you don't really get that with, you know, Netflix or any of the streaming services. Well, wait for me, wait for me, because um, actually, I have a cool feature I think for for Netflix, which I'm going to uncover at the end, of course, in our mm-hmm. um, features that we propose. But I've just recently had this on Apple, so this obviously this episode we're going to be talking about Netflix. We might have a few jumps here and there, listeners, to compare to the other services. But I just want to say on Apple, I, I recently purchased not. Not Apple TV, but just like the iTunes. Do you know what I mean? Like just like at the actual iTunes store that still exists. Um, I did purchase the whole collection of Harry Potter movies from from the first to the last one, and it uh-huh. came with all sorts of additional episodes. And if you watch it from there, there's a whole. You can enable all this additional content, and like you can actually like it will play scenes which weren't in the movie, and like explain to you at the bottom. Uh, what the scene is about and why it was so special. So it's definitely some uh, some some bonus there, but it's not done nicely digitally. It seemed actually like it would have been done on a DVD twenty years ago. You know, that's the feeling. Right, and they've just yeah, right, and then they've kind of just like oh shit, we better uh, put some content. Uh, we've got to just stick it at the end or something like that. Exactly, exactly. So it feels like sounds like there's an opportunity for the uh, the product manager at Apple to recreate dvd intros (laughs) maybe but speaking of dvds right that's 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 how netflix started for those listeners that may not know 1997 that's when they served the company began and uh, it was dvd rental by mail exciting time did you 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 talked about going to the to the store on a friday night but did you ever also order by mail i was never um, it wasn't available in my country at the time. Um, I think in the UK, I think it was called Love Film, which was like the DVD rentals. And I think uh-huh. Netflix might have acquired them. That might have been the, the history there. Okay. Brief one. But, yeah, but in 2007, that's when actually Netflix uh, went into streaming. And uh, okay. And then, of course, the next milestone. Tell me if you agree, but in my opinion, as uh, you know, original content starting to produce your own content and putting lots of money behind it. Do you remember the first, one of the first bigger ones in Netflix from the originals? Hmm. Tell me. It's House of Cards. I, uh-huh. Have yeah, you watched I never that watched one? that one. No. Yeah, me neither. Everyone, everyone <laughs> loves it. <laughs> Feels like actually as part of preparation for this episode, I uncover a few um, originals that, that I was like, oh, I should watch that one, yeah. including House of Cards. Right. Oh, good. So you added it to my list and then you're never to be seen again. Exactly. Exactly. My <laughs> list is uh, is, a, is a black hole 
Swollen <laughs> all sorts of shows and movies. And in terms of Netflix, just for um, do you actually pay for a subscription? And then if so, which one? Uh, I do pay. I do pay. I don't remember because I moved a few times in my life, and then I got Netflix in one country and it transferred with me to another. It's the 15 euro, I think, one. Is that the ultra top notch premium? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> there's one of yeah, you, uh, UHD. <laughs> yeah, I, because I have a UHD TV. That's what got me into like paying for the, the top one. So now with like no, Dolby no. Vision and Atmos. Yeah. Okay. That's good. No, I pay $12.99, which is, I think, the, the one below the UHD. Got it. I. I, oh, I have the family membership as well, right? So sucked in there. Um, do you share I, your account? Or? Yeah, I do with my with my family. But I guess um, that's the hot recent news, right? Have you have you followed the news around uh, the family at the household sharing? I saw that they are going to try and enforce it, but I have no idea how they're going to enforce it. I think it's quite easy, right? Because you, from what I've seen, is when they announced it, I needed to. In my household, in my flat, like on, on the TV, I needed to say, hey, this is actually the main household that belongs to me. And uh -huh. I was able to skip it. I didn't have to do it, I think. But then ultimately, I think based on the IP address, they'll simply be able to connect and see which devices are coming from, from that household mainly. And then which ones are coming from completely random locations. But and, the um, thing is, like, I have Netflix on my, my TV. Or in my car, on my iPad, on my phone. It's all going to be different IP addresses, right? Well, it's a good so, one for a product manager question, right? How do you solve this one technically? I think there's a few creative approaches as sometimes product management is like art, it feels like, mm. <laughs> and you're the artist. Because there's a few ways to do it, right? Because then you can do check if that, I guess if, well, with a car is a special one because there's only a limited number of cars that support Netflix, I think, if not only one. But if you talk about the phone or the iPad, if that iPad every now and then checks in via that household IP address, then mm -hmm. it could link it link it to that uh, device, right? Yeah, that's that's a good way. Ah, oh, I feel sorry for the, now the uh, the product manager responsible for this. They're going to be like one of the most hated people in uh, in the world. You're saying this, but as part of preparation, I actually saw some some news articles saying that uh, the Netflix subscribers have gone up ever since they announced it i think by as much as a few hundred uh, grant actually okay right um yeah i mean i, I think um every so often you know there's a whole people wanting to cancel it i still find it quite good value for money even if i just watch one or two things per month on it i would have paid it's cheaper than going to the cinema right so i think netflix netflix has been suffering right so i think that there is no debate about that where you know for the first time it has shown some decrease in numbers as well which has happened around um towards what what was it end of uh 21 beginning of 22 remember the time when the numbers of subscribers actually started going down month by month is it is this like end of covid and then cost of living going up so this is it's a luxury right it's it's that but also a lot of other competition right so i'm looking here at business of apps once again i'm quoting that <laughs> website <laughs> Uh, when it's talking about these numbers. No, but that was my point. You have so many other subscription-based streaming services coming up. I think Disney Plus is one of the biggest ones. You've got Prime, and Prime comes with Amazon, with your Amazon subscription. So that's, you know, even a bigger of a no-brainer to keep, to have Prime and to watch Prime. 
And then yeah. you have like the Hulu in the US, um, HBO, you've got the recent new joiner Paramount Plus, you know, That's has right. uh, gotten out there. So it's like, how much, how much are you ready to pay for each of those separate ones? You know, because ultimately it's going to, if you're going to pay for all of them, it's going to be like around $100 euros a month, if not more, right? Depending on the plans. And then everyone's going to wish they went back to like cable boxes where everyone used to complain when that was like 50 euros, right? Or $50 a month. <laughs> and now you add up all these subscriptions and suddenly we're now paying way more. We're not paying way more, but my question is going to be, for me, Netflix is the OG. You know, it's the yeah. OG of, of, of all the streaming services. So I think it happened to me where I subscribed to a streaming service and then I've unsubscribed a while back because I haven't been using it. And I think Netflix is going to be the last one standing in my accounts. Like at the moment, I'm subscribed to three different ones or so. But I think mm -hmm. Netflix is going to be the last one that I unsubscribe just because it's Netflix, even if I don't watch much on it. You know what I'm I saying? It, is that the same for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting one. The, I think the reason why they've got me is because there's, on the TV remote, they actually have the Netflix button, which was a genius move, right? And then once I kill Netflix, what's going to happen when I click this button? It's going to take me to the sign-up page. <laughs> Netflix.com, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think... Um, yeah, I will keep it for a while. I mean, I do, did see they have reduced pricing if you want to have adverts, right? I don't know if that's in Europe or just in the US. I haven't seen it in Europe yet, but yes, there is an option like that as well, which I think for a lot, a long time, they've been saying they're not going to go into ads. But I guess if someone's ready to pay a cheaper fare and then a subscription and then, you know, see ads as, as a trade-off, why not? Yeah, I think give people the, the choice. Personally, I can't stand ads. So, uh, which is one of the reasons we don't have them on this show, right? Yet. No. Yet. <laughs> this show Famous is sponsored by words. Netflix. And, uh... <laughs> it's not so, um, a disclaimer. Should we um, get into uh, how we're going to make Netflix better? Yes, but first uh, we'll talk about the things we like about Netflix, aren't we? Let's do it. Let's go. See you there. So welcome back and let's get into it. So what we like about Netflix, Asuka, do you want to kick things off? Yes, most definitely. There's a few things I like. One is a, one is an obvious one, but we can talk about, you know, good old days now. Uh, downloads in first place. I, it's not that simple. I'm going to go a step further, but um, being able to download, I think that was not available from the get-go. They introduced it at some point later. Because in the past, you know, it's all these people like downloading movies illegally to watch them whatsoever. And I think when Netflix introduced downloads for the first time, you can actually download your favorite show and watch it on the go while you're flying or, you know, on the road with internet, no internet connection or your mobile connection that you want to, don't want to use up. Um, revolutionary. So that's absolutely first. Yeah. Like, couldn't, uh, do, couldn't, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It was absolutely uh, game-changing, like especially for flights, right? So suddenly, uh, you, I don't even bother watching the the plane entertainment. I just take my, I have an iPad mini loaded with my Netflix shows and happy days. So that's actually transitioning nicely into the feature I like about uh, downloads, or I just discovered that I think I'm going to like about downloads. Has it ever happened to you when you're actually already sitting on the plane about to take off 
and maybe it's a regional flight without any in-flight entertainment. And then you realize, uh oh, I haven't actually downloaded anything uh, onto Netflix. <laughs> So, um, usually I'm quite prepared, but tell me. Yeah, good for you, because quite recently it's been happening to me a lot where I was in exactly that position, about to take off or already on the train, you know, wherever, and I realized I haven't prepared for that and I don't have anything. Or I have um, shows downloaded, but they expired. You know how these shows downloads expire uh, if you don't connect to the internet, I guess, and validate yeah. them? Yeah. And so it's happened to me quite often. I was going to complain about that. But in preparation for this um, episode, I've discovered they have an option called a setting called Smart Downloads. And if you click on Smart Downloads, it has a uh, optional setting called Downloads for You. And if you toggle that one on, Netflix is going to solve my exact problem. And in the background, download movies and a series onto the device that I haven't seen yet um, so I can be prepared next time I'm about to take off. Isn't Brilliant. that genius? Uh, it, it is. I also, as part of the research of the show, so there you go, listeners, we do do our research. I saw this for the first time. So it sounds like they've like silently sort of added this feature, right? Yeah, and it was um, disabled by, by default. So I enabled it definitely right away. And then I don't know if you've done it, but then it, you can actually select up to how many gigabytes of your device storage do you want to use for this particular feature? Uh, so smart. in my case, it said you only have three gigabytes left, so I could choose between zero and three gigabytes. So I don't know if they're definitely going to try to squeeze in <laughs> a very short episode of something or if they're going to decrease the quality or you know what's going to happen, but I can update the next episode. You just get the trailers. That's it. <laughs> just to tease you even quite, more but that's that's quite good if they, if you could actually lower the quality if you could accept i'm prepared to have a lower quality in order to maximize my storage i think that's a good one yeah and, i think that option exists by default yeah i'm oh, sorry go ahead okay so there's a good feature uh, to the product manager team at netflix um uh, on the actual um the quality uh, this is something i mean when i first saw netflix i was just absolutely blown away how good the quality was and you just kind of like take it for granted, like the like almost zero buffering. Do you know what I mean? I agree. I agree. Especially also quite often, even if the internet is not so good, they'll still do an amazing job at streaming it uh, flawlessly. That's what I find. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I put that as one of my likes. And um, you know, the other stuff that you just take for granted, but it's like skipping the intro and skipping the credits, right? That was a brand new yeah. innovation at the time. And it's just, it's great, you know? Yeah, skipping the recap, skipping this, skipping that. It's one tab. Um, um, very, very obvious now, obviously. <laughs> but back in yeah. the time, it wasn't. As I remember when it came out, I was very excited about this one as well. Um, simple. But these, are, this is like, you know, simple features, right? You know, and I don't know if it was just the uh, the founders of Netflix were just like, this is painful or just, you know, do you use a research saying, hey, you know, someone's just got that idea. Can you just please have a skip? the recap button and then boom it just makes everyone's life better i mean I, I don't want to steal away from the founders and if they have come up with that idea you know good on them but actually talking about research and netflix it's quite fascinating are you familiar with the whole thumbnail um personalization at netflix for the the cover for yeah the covers, like when right? you browse when you browse for movies depending on your country that you're based in you know your profile whatever segmentation you fit in you might see a different cover of the movie poster than the version i'm seeing 
Yes, I am aware of this, and I put it in my dislikes. Because okay, so let's I... park it. <laughs> or no? <laughs> yeah, let's park it. Park the dislikes. Um, other likes have have you done any of the interactive shows? So I put that as a like. Ah, yeah, actually, I mean, Kaleidoscope is not. If that's, I don't know if that's what you define as interactive, where you can watch any episode in any order, but I don't think that's the direction you're going. What, what, what no, is an example of? This is like, um, they had like uh, the Bear Grylls episode. So it was like, where do you want Bear Grylls to go next? Like to the jungle or on the desert? And you go jungle and then you see him land in the jungle. jungle and it's like, eat this uh, elephant poo or... Uh, do this and if 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 he if you told him to do it and then he sort of like did it and said actually that's a really bad idea then it would then end like the game and then you have to start again you've never I done remember, this was no no but i remember and wasn't there something else like another show that also had this concept but maybe it's, it was very gross yeah, there, there was uh, a black mirror or bandersnatch yeah, that one yeah exactly yeah. that one i did that one i did so but it seems it's been yeah, a while now it. And, and there's no new content with such interactive approaches, is there? I, yeah, I haven't seen one in a while. So either the research shows that no one did it, or two, it's just expensive recording 10 different endings. I could see how like humans are just too lazy to click and you know, are, <laughs> serve me the content. I don't want to interact with it. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the finding. That sort of like idea of interactive shows, though, I think, you know, Maybe yeah, there's there's a there's still something there. I mean, let's park this one as well for the new suggestions because I have something that goes in that direction, um, in particular with content and interaction. So, um, um, let's get there uh, later. But one one of my things that I put down as always in the viewing experience, um, how Netflix has uh, made the player ex- itself uh, easy to use and uh, kind of intuitive. So if you notice, but you can like kind of like increase the brightness up and lower it by just swiping your finger in the left area up and down and then do the same with volume. I hadn't seen that, but I also, I don't watch Netflix on my phone ever. But also on the, on the iPad, it does work. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe that's a, there you go. That's why I, I tune in. To these shows for a pro tip. Thank you for that one. Let's go check it out. Uh, so, so, so what are we watching? Uh, sorry, so what are we watching? <laughs> We're watching Netflix, clearly. Um, what are we reviewing then if you're not watching it on your phone? Because I'm reviewing the uh, iOS app. <laughs> I watch Netflix on the TV. I watch it on iPad. I watch it in the car. And I have, I opened it just the other, on the, on the phone, just the other day, because to try out the games as well, which we can uh, get into. Yeah, I have, I have a point on that one as well. All right, cool. So try that one out. So if you just like full screen mode, it should work on the iPad as well. And then you can simply swipe your thumb on the left side of the screen, like most left side up or down, it'll increase or decrease the brightness. And then the same will work with your right thumb for the volume without need, the need to stop, put controls over. So control is control. That's what I like. Nice. Uh, no, I like that. That's those type of UI tips. That's good. Um, cool. Any others? I've got uh, one. More. I have. It's 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 not it's not necessarily Netflix, but I think a shout out or a, kind of like a reminder to all product managers dealing with video content, um, or focusing on video content in particular. 
is when you close the Netflix app on iOS and the, it just collapses into a little rectangle that goes into your upper uh, right corner of the device. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, you're not using iOS. <laughs> but it'll continue playing, overlaying the whole um, um, OS, right? I think it's quite nice. Obviously, if it's a show that you need to pay attention to, probably it's not the the mode you want to watch it in while you're doing something else on your phone. But if it's something like you know, running in the background type of thing, like I use it quite often with friends, uh, it can continue playing. The video is not interrupted. And then if I quickly need to respond to a message, I don't need to shut down the whole app, stop the play, and then come back to the app to continue and resume my video. So I think it's a nice thing for... Uh, product managers not for google of uh, youtube of course because they want you to pay and make it option make this available only for uh, youtube premium holders but still yeah that's i think netflix have done a great job um in terms of sort of staying innovative or you know to the latest technology like that right um mm. and i was also going to say including in vr as well like um it'd be interesting with the apple uh, uh headset but in with the oculus um, I've watched Netflix in VR and it is fantastic watching it, you know, giant cinema screen in your, in your, in your tiny little room, you know? Yeah. On your sofa. I, I have done this as well with Netflix and Oculus. It's quite fascinating. Yeah. It's full immersion and you can even increase or decrease the size of the screen. Right. So that's pretty cool. But I, I think, um, yeah, I really like it. I think uh, sort of bringing that back to the product manager, you know, really making sure um, it's available wherever customers want it. And I think uh, Netflix have done a great job there. Lovely. So yeah. wow, we there's a lot of, get... There's a lot of, there's yeah. a lot of likes. There's a lot of likes, right? So uh, good job so far, Netflix. Good job, Netflix. But uh, I think we might have a few dislikes. So let's go. Let's go to the dislikes. See you there. And welcome back. So, Oscar, there was a lot of likes. Do we have as many dislikes as well, or has Netflix nailed it? We shall see, but you want me to start with the first one? Go. Do it. The things that I don't like is, with all the personalization, their amazing engines, their amazing research, I never find a movie I want to watch on Netflix if I sporadically want to watch a movie or a show. Does that happen to you? Yes, this was in my dislikes. You can just never find no. anything. I don't know why it's so bad. I have an idea of how I, to improve it, which is coming, but um, it really <laughs> is bad. And I don't think it's about the thumbnails, right, of the of the movies that like <laughs> don't capture my attention. Maybe the context here for for our listeners maybe is that in case you haven't known, there's a famous. Um, what Netflix is famous for is uh, for the research as well and how they tailor the thumbnails or kind of the poster previews of the movies in the catalog based on your geography and a lot of other factors like your profile. There's a lot of testing going on of which is the style of po movie poster that is going to incite you to click on it and then watch the movie or which is your favorite actor or actress. And uh, if that actor is playing in, in you know, secondary role in, a, in another movie, they might still bring it up, bring him up or her up to the movie poster. So then, you click on him and or her and then watch the movie. So it's all these things going on and yet I cannot find the movie I want. So CK, what's going on do you, there? 
Yeah, I actually put this in my dislikes of the changing artwork because I also then notice the artwork changing. It's like, I don't want to watch that movie. Don't show it to me ever again. Do you know what I mean? Changing the artwork is not going to make me suddenly watch it. Either they've done the research and it proves it does, or I think maybe, you know, this was just like an idea over lunch, which then sort of like just turned into a feature gone mad. And yeah. No, it's definitely, I've done my research about the research. Um, we can share an art, we can share an article in the description to uh, to this podcast episode as well about the research and the insights that have gone behind this particular you know personalization 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 just for the movie posters. But yes, and the thing is, I never wa- find what I want to watch if I'm browsing actually on Netflix. But then sometimes I just have twenty minutes, so I you know put in an episode of my show that I have on repeat, which I spoiler alert is Friends. And and then I'll 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 see a movie or a TV show and it'll be super exciting. I'm like, oh damn, I got added to my list because it looks super fun and I need to watch it later. And I add it to my list and somehow next time I'm you know browsing for a movie or for a show and that show that I liked is on my list, I'm still not gonna put it on. What's the issue? <laughs> is my is my head broken or do you feel like that as well? You mean you've added to your list, you know it's there, but you choose not to watch it. I, I knew that I got excited by it, by it. That's how I ended up in my in my list, and uh-huh. I still don't watch it. Yeah. Hmm. This is I think either just like fatigue, too much choice, right? I think like, that's what it is. There was a time when, um, you know, when traditional TV, where there's only like four or five channels, where everyone watched the same thing at the same time, right? And then when you just get bombarded with so much choice, right? You just like, yeah, I think maybe you get lost there. And I do remember on Netflix they have like a like a shuffle or like a like a surprise me, which I've never ever used. Yes. Have you tried that? I, I mean, when I'm uh, browsing movies, I kind of find it. And I did once uh, click on um, surprise me, and it just threw a movie, and uh, I was like, no. Next, next, <laughs> next. And I just end up clicking through surprise me until like, you run out of options. I mean, another interesting thing did was Netflix like had a one million US dollar like bounty to, for someone to improve like the search the searches, like back in the the first days, right? You, you know, you know what could improve it, and that's one of my things I don't like. Is have you noticed the only UI elements they have for showing content is carousels. It's, it's carousels, carousels on top of carousels on top of carousels oh on top of God. carousels. It, what? The, yeah, it's it's trash. I I wonder if there's someone in design who's then like shutting down every idea that's not a carousel. I wonder this because the the worst thing on the carousels, like as part of this research, I typed in uh, Jason Statham, Statham, have you say his name right? Mm. And his movies came up of the carousel and then you click it and you would expect that I could just browse larger versions. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. next, next, and yes. then can't swipe left to right. Like, come on, come on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and either that or like, yeah, yes, yes, yes. I'm glad we're on the same page here because it bothers. Because as part of the research that I was doing is also I was like watching, I was like, actually that hurts in my eye. There's so many carousels. And I think if you're on desktop, 
then the carousel is actually spills over and like it's an endless carousel. So if they just go from the last card, it will just go to the first card again in the carousel. And I don't know. It's just not. Yeah, I would think like I can click on the section, it will expand, you know, vertically, and then like you can browse up and down, or as you said, swipe left and right through shows, but no, it's not there. So uh, either oh, we're yeah. terrible at design CK or um, <laughs> you know, Netflix is really stuck with carousels there. <laughs> I wanna, they need to, I they need to update their design they need to update their design guidelines, maybe. Yeah, I wanna hear what our listeners have got to say about this, whether it's just us or it's everyone. Um and then like autoplay. Do you have this on or have you turned this off? Could you remind me of that feature? So autoplay is just when it just starts playing, uh, like some part of the movie. Ah, so when you're just hovering with a mouse over. Well, on the TV, the TV version of the app, it just starts autoplaying. And it's like, I don't want to see any, any of the movie. <laughs> okay. So disable it. It's annoying. Yeah. No, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So, don't have that on the phone. No, yeah, no, not, not like that. Um, another one I have is, I don't know if you've ever noticed, again, you're not using apparently the, the phone version, but they did have reels, just like TikTok, just like Instagram, YouTube Shorts, Netflix used to have reels. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what reels are, but I didn't know they had them there. Yeah, that was, a, I think, a separate tab, and then they will be playing little shorts from their originals and then you could react with like a heart or a laugh emoji or thumbs up but it was not counting the likes it was not counting your reactions you could just react and then smiling emojis would blow up all over the screen but it wouldn't say now it has 30,000 likes no it would just show a fun clip so apparently those were supposed to be some funny scenes from again their originals and then you could go to the next one go to the next one go to the next one and so I'm glad they shut it down because they're really, is it really that it you have to terrible. try? If, you, if you're dealing with video, you have to do ad reels because, you know, YouTube shorts, I guess, was the latest one in the edition. Like, oh, if Instagram and TikTok are doing it, then we must do it as well. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. But they could improve that, right? If you're like, hey, you know, these are some highlights of the shows. Like, these shows will make you laugh. And it's just like, 10 seconds, pick one, pick one. And then you go, right, actually, that, one's that, that one made me laugh. Now she play me the 20 minutes sort of. The... I guess that's the intention. But here it comes down to copyrights as well. That's my assumption because they did it only for their originals, uh, right. original titles. And so, you know, I guess you cannot do it for all sorts of movies that you have on there or TV oh, shows. Yeah, makes, makes sense. Hmm. Um, okay, I got another one. Tell me if this one bothers you, right? I hate it when right. you click on you, you, you click on the uh, the show. Like you just go, okay, there's a new show. Am I going to get into this? Right, and I I kind of go through a psychological ha- commitment of how many seasons there are, how many episodes in the season, <laughs> to see what my investment's going to be. Right, <laughs> and the problem is, yeah. is then when you go, when you go and click on the like show episodes, it then kind of gives you spoiler alerts. So if you kind of like browse up, you go to like the twelfth episode episode 12 of the season and then it says the spoiler alert of what just happened right i like you don't need to show that you don't need to show that who's going to just jump who's just going to jump from i'm not going to watch the first seven episodes i'm just going to go to episode 12 you know (laughs) it's like i i know people 
that when they get a new book, they read the last chapter of the book first. Wow. Okay. Yes. Who are these exactly. people you're wow. hanging out with? <laughs> no, it's, yeah, they would start a book, maybe read a few first chapters and then go to the last one just to, they cannot deal with the suspense. So um, maybe there is people like that in, 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 in Netflix and, or, you know, who are watching streaming services and they're just like, let me watch the last one to see what happened there. Right. Okay. So, uh, spoil. I think maybe uh, maybe they could put a flag in the settings of uh, sp- would you like spoiler alerts on or off, off. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> by default. By default, please. But by default. All yeah, right. So that's something I don't like. Ooh. Okay. I-, I have another one which I. It's not that I dislike it necessarily, but games. We talked about it in in our last episode. If you remember, listeners, uh, during our of Teams, I teased that. I did some research of like why Netflix supposedly is doing games when it came around. So I have some stuff prepared, but do you know what I'm talking about? You said you've tried a game yourself now. I, I did. I looked for this wheel of games. I mean, why it's hidden in where it is, is one question, but I went to click on the game and I installed uh, some pinball chasing game. Yeah. Yeah. I think there there's a few things. There's again a few games that are self-produced, and then a few games which are just like off the shelf, like solitaires rebranded, but available for free. But again, these would be a solitaire version that you'd usually pay on App Store, you know, a few euros maybe, if at all. But the, and and do not have any ads and have an ad version for free. But I guess Netflix uh, is just saying, you know, the subscription is already paid, so let's expand into another area so not only video but games as well um they even got some you know high profile exec um um to to manage that so um it's quite interesting because they introduced it in in november 2021 but here i also wanted to talk about testing and product managers so uh, according to to one of the articles i read so there's some on vox.com but also cyberghost vpn did an interesting blog about uh uh netflix gaming but they tested it in Poland first, and then okay. in Italy and Spain, and then they rolled it out globally. So that was, you know, in, 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 I think it said in September in Poland, October, Italy and Spain, and November 2021, it was finally launched globally. Let's talk about testing strategies for product managers there and for apps. It's always that one market, right? It's always that one market where you test everything. Yeah, which uh, do you choose that market because... Um... It's easy, and it's not many people are going to do it. But is that the right market? It's a exactly. challenge. Are the people in Poland going to behave the same way as the people or Netflix audience in in the US and in Australia and in Japan? You know. Yeah, I'm not necessarily a fan of this strategy. Um, like, also, I think Twitter as well. When they tested their first Twitter Blue, they just tested it in Australia. Like. So, so what's know. the other approach then? Go some A/B testing across global audiences. I think we sort of touched on this on a previous episode of like you know, get your one thousand, ten thousand fans worldwide. You know, the the super fans, the one who want to be um, a beta tester for your app or your um, service. Some might even pay to be early adopter access, right? And then you could then just like put games on for those uh, thousand people across multiple countries um, and get feedback. Maybe, what do you think of that idea? Yeah, it's not too bad. And 
I think with with tools like Discord these days, you can really build a community around that, right? And have like a live, yeah, uh, uh, very much a live, let's say, pool of people and super fans who are eager to test and share the feedback with you and maybe can get some perks in return from you as a company. It's a, it's a, it's a relationship, right? Two ways. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think um, even for a free subscription, people would probably, in Netflix's case, uh, uh, provide feedback which would probably cost normally hundreds uh hundreds of thousands you know to for all the research costs well speaking of hundreds of thousands uh should we should we go on to the f- features we want to propose for netflix that are going to generate hundreds of thousands of <laughs> revenue <laughs> and the uh, new users for netflix or do you have some more dislikes i have one dislike which is just the limit on downloads i don't know if you've ever hit the limit <laughs> Have you ever hit the limit? No. Okay. There's no, a limit on downloads. I think it's, I don't know if it's across different devices or the family accounts, but like, obviously you don't have kids that no, that we know of, but the ones that I have, we have a couple of iPads and they hit the limits and it's just, I pay for this service. Just let them have all the, everything downloaded, you know? <laughs> so do we need a feature? On, on Netflix home tab that says download all. <laughs> download the whole of Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Or you connect your 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 drive to to the iPad and then just like download terabytes and terabytes of movies. That, that's right. There we go. This is gonna be the number one idea for sure. So uh without further ado, let's see how we're gonna help Netflix make hundreds of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of millions of new dollars in the next part of the show. Looking forward. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back, CK. Uh, My most exciting part of the show. I'm very curious to hear your features to start with or give me the top or, you know, if you want to the lowest ranked uh, feature that you want to propose for Netflix because it's always a pleasure listening to those. Well, thank you, Oscar, for the. I think as a compliment. Um, as I was just what? talking about kids, I was just talking about kids before, right? So in the family settings, you have to like create a uh, uh, a kids account and then set what age and stuff uh, content you're happy for them to have, right? Um, but I think what I'd actually prefer is the ability to just like go. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm happy to give them these series because there's still a lot of crap on there as well. But I'd rather go, they can have this series, this series, this movie, this movie, this movie, rather than what they have just sort of like classified as this as kids. I see. So you want to kind of like be able to say, also like unlock content as the kids grow up and be able to say, now this this one is appropriate. Yeah, you. correct. Because the problem with age-related content is like, it could be, you know, we put um, like drugs, violence, sex gore all in the same category right whereas yeah they it shouldn't be like that do you know what i mean you might be more open to uh you know certain topics like i don't know the kids today all know swear words right trust me they know all the words way before i was, was that age um and so that shouldn't be the the obstacle i think of watching a movie do you know what i mean but if it's got someone's head being blown off then i would say that maybe it's an obstacle Interesting, and and I've got to say, I love how you bring that uh, parent aspect to 
to, to the show and <laughs> to the apps for review because it's a very important as a, as a product manager, as someone running, you know, the content and responsible for the features there. I think if you have an app that has content that can be classified in different ages, these are the things you have to think about, right? And and what you touch upon is, do you mo- do you moderate the content centrally? Like in this case, through Netflix's content team that says this is kids safe or not? Or do you let the par- parents moderate and then let them decide which content is appropriate and which one isn't? I quite like it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, for, for those product managers who don't have kids, um, you should be finding, and you have, as you said, if you've got content which applies to them, find some parents who will give you feedback. Do you know what I mean? Because um, managing these devices and stuff is a nightmare. And just like we talk about the user demographics of Poland, um, just find some parents and do ask them. Yeah. No, no. It's a good, good reminder, good call out. All right. Good start. Okay. So, okay. Good. And what about yourself? So, so I teased it a little bit. I think the, the additional content, you said interactive content before, but all these like bonus scenes and so on is, is quite an opportunity, I think. So at the moment, the way you engage with a Netflix show or a Netflix movie or a movie on Netflix is that you watch it and you're done, right? Uh-huh. Maybe you've seen the trailer, the teaser is coming out and you're excited and you're waiting for it, but you watch it, you're done. And then the things they offer then is they might be some, you know, in the episodes list where you can go and see all the episodes of a show. There might also be some bonus material. I don't know if you've seen that. It could be, I think it's mostly trailers actually and teasers and mm-hmm. a review maybe, but that's, that's, that's all the content that is around the show. As soon as you leave the show, especially Netflix originals, then there's no relationship, right? Well, actually, there's, I guess, these games that you can download for Stranger Things and Love Island and what have you, but that's not what I'm talking about. So why not enhance the storytelling about your own original content because you're so great at it? And why not, you know, add more content and not necessarily videos to a particular show? When you have a show, imagine that the, the show would have, like, let's take Stranger Things, for example. It would have additional content, its own page, actually, where you can do like A, just watch the show, but B, you can scroll down. Maybe there is some uh, editorial content on how it came together, some trivia on interesting facts and why it came, why it was done this way, why this person was casted. Because quite often my favorite shows, um, and one of my favorite shows is The Office, actually. And I hate to tell you, but not the British, yeah. but the American yeah. version. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> cannot fire me from a podcast I'm cool that's a mutual decision uh-huh. maybe I should give up no I was gonna say you can you, you watch the show on 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 the streaming service of your of your choice or where it's available and then you go on YouTube and there's tons of extra deleted scenes and materials and casting videos but why not do it for your if you own the content within your own show and edit there so kind of like getting the people even closer to the show. You know, I'm getting yeah. it. I talked for a very no, long time. I, I'm sorry. No, I, I, no, I like this a lot. Um, as because, like, quite often I'll go on IMDb, right? It's my go-to guide for movies, mm. right? And it is interesting. I'm like looking at the parents' guides for movies, you know, or goofs, or there's the community around the movie, you know. And so, yeah, what you're saying there is like, you know, why is there not that extended additional content? Or yeah, maybe the the community could be part of it as well. And it's and the other thing is the IMDb score isn't shown. Right. Why can't you filter by that? 
Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I find it quite fascinating, actually, because Prime, because Prime does show the MDB score next to it, but Netflix uh-huh. doesn't. So I, are they just afraid to reveal that they have they have a lot of movies below, you know, uh, certain? But important question. Important question. What's like the threshold for you on IMDb? What defines a movie as watchable? Like which score, and above? Um, good question. I mean, I have happily watched movies with one or two stars. I watched White Men Can't Jump, <laughs> like the new version, right? And it was it had super low ratings, but only for people who are comparing it to the original, right? Whereas um, it was, it was really it's just a stupid fun movie which I quite enjoyed, right? Um, so yeah. I don't necessarily trust the ratings, but usually if I see anything a seven or a high eight, then I will maybe go give it a go. What about yourself? You're like a nine point nine. No, <laughs> that wouldn't have anything to watch. No, I think seven is a good is a good one. Sometimes I would slide into like. 6.7 maybe that's like a, a good one um and then anything below i would be very critical and i would really need to like the actor or you know the context and around the movie to watch it this sort of kind of segues into my next idea was just improving the search which we kind of got quite deep in and the um the uh, the dislikes it is rubbish but as you said why can't you see the imdb rating the searching by actors is not easy do you know what I mean? Um, the years of when stuff is made. There's lots of things which are like, it could be better filters as well. Yeah, filters, yeah, it's a trigger word. That's exactly what I put down as well because, again, you're locked down to to carousels and there's a basic choice of filters. I think you can choose between movies and TV shows as a, as a main filter. Yeah, um, which is just crap. Yeah, and then why not by actor? Why not by country of origin? Why not by country yes. in which the... In, in it, or the language in which the movie is available. What if, you know, I have parents speaking in a particular language and, you know, hypothetically you want to sort only by languages which are featured. And the thing is, they have this thing. Sometimes it would show up like movies in Korean as a list on your home as feed. A, as a carousel. <laughs> as a carousel, randomly. Yeah. like, And then next time it will be Polish movies. Why can yes. I not just like go to a page that has you know, uh, sorted by sorted by languages. And if they want to present it to me in carousels, I'm fine. Just give me a page where it's like languages and I see all the languages, you know, it starts with A, like, I don't know, Albanian. And then you have a carousel mm. of Albanian movies and it goes into B and all the countries uh, with language of B and then down, just carousels. I'm fine with it. And, just give me the option to sort. And then you can probably, you should be at the end of your filter, go add carousel. And then it creates your... Albanian movie list, and then any new ones automatically just like pop up at the start, right? Yes, and then give me a notification saying there's a new edit, a uh, new movie edit to your, uh, to your Albanian carousel. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, it makes God, me wonder if easy. there's any good movies from Albania. There has to be. So I'll, I'll do some uh, research. The thing is, is I, th- I kind of like the idea of like ticking movies off as well. Like, so like I like one of the things I like about Netflix is live comedy right so like all the comedy specials i would pay yeah. 15 dollars a month just to have uh like uh you know a decent comedian every every month doing a live special ricky gervais the who actually have you heard of ricky gervais 
No, but I'm pretty basic no. when it comes to comedians. Yeah, so he, he founded a show. I think it was called The Office, by the way. It's uh, it was quite popular. Okay, then I know you. He he <laughs> he appeared he appeared for a quick cameo on the US version of Office. I think that's what you wanted to say. So, not only does he do amazing live specials on Netflix, right? Um, I was actually at one that was recorded a long time ago. Anyway, um, he also uh, wrote The Office, so uh, you you'll like him. But the point is, it's like. <laughs> I, I just want to have all my live comedies and then it's like in a list and then like tick I've done tick I've done do you know what I mean I just don't get that feeling that you kind of have ticked one off it, it will be kind of cool as well to like yeah to just see a history of the movies and shows you've watched because <laughs> there is yet another carousel in your feed that says watch it again Oh but it's not God. sorted in any particular order. Just like random things popping up there. And it's like, oh. and it's a carousel, and it's like tenth in position in my feed. Oh, like, carousel. Why? Why do I want to watch it again? If I want to watch it again, okay, give me the option to add it to your my my hot items. I might want to watch again someday. Carousel list. Yeah. Mm, yeah, <laughs> and 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 then it's also again, it's like in terms of like the content and the filters, it'll tell me because I'm located in Germany, it'll tell me these are the top 10 movies in Germany. These okay. are the top 10 TV shows in Germany. Yeah. Why can't I browse by top 10 shows in the US? Yes, exactly. Because they have the data from for the US market. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it should be people, you know, based on you or based on, you know, look, yeah, I've just thought of an idea. What about if you connect your friends on Netflix, could I then see your carousel maybe you wouldn't be happy to share it with me or would you no but it's like public public playlist on spotify right like making a playlist on spotify and then why not it's like asker's oh. comedy picks yeah that you probably wouldn't watch any of them because my humor because your humor is uh, so bad compared advanced. to mine advanced yeah <laughs> advanced advanced next level that's where they made no, the okay. US version of the office <laughs> For me, and then compared to the of yours, no, it's it's I it's it's that one. And I have another another idea that I wrote down when you're talking about spoilers in just yeah. the previous section. I thought they could put like additional content when you open the show. They could tell like this is your investment in the show because you know if you speaking of Friends, which has ten ten seasons, you know twenty episodes each. That's like two hundred episodes, twenty minutes each. I do the calculation. I think it'll take up, you know, uh, half a year of your life if you watch like a few episodes a week, <laughs> or, no, that, or it'll take that, up. That's kind yeah. of good, like you know that you're like twenty percent of the way through the season. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a better uh, visualization. But yes, you're this much through it. Yeah, I like it because also, and the other thing that could be done, I think, is for shows that were not extended and that have like an abrupt ending, they should tell you up front. <laughs> Because I got I got really fascinated by this one show. It was not, I don't even remember what it's called now, but I liked it a lot. For it wasn't that sophisticated. Still, um, and then I watched through the seasons, and I didn't bother reading all the additional content or you know browsing the content on the internet. I just like watched because I enjoyed it. Maybe their additional content would have helped on Netflix. But then I watched till the end, and I realized, and it, it kind of like took off. Or yeah, it ended in the middle of a lot of action. Right. 
And then I'm like, cool, ready for the next episode, next season. And then it's like, yeah, the show has been canceled. Actually, it was not Netflix's fault because it was a different company. But Netflix could have given me the heads up of like disappointment at the end. Well, heads up. I, I, I think that's only fair. I think that's only fair. Um, do you think then there should be an option at the end to say, I want to help crowdfund, use my Netflix $15 my, to crowdfund this episode to be reborn? And then if another, if a million people all do that, then it takes a dollar and they make another a fine I mean, you show. Know, I, I, I'll pay $10 if I know that like it will help to, it'll help contribute to get the show back on their feet and not for my Netflix subscription, but just additional on top. And if I know I'm going to get it back, if it's not going to be enough people, but you know, if the production company says it'll cost us 30 million to produce it and a USD, you know, and I'll put $10 down if I really like it. And if I can see some other people pouring the money in, maybe I'll increase to 20 and then boom, Amazing. when it's produced, everyone's happy. And then I can feel like I've contributed to the, to the production of this Amazing. TV show. There we go. Oh my God. This is a, this is a great one. <laughs> I like it as well. All, All right. right. How about some other ones? Do you have any? Well, we're on a roll. It's been here. a lot of <laughs> Yeah. What about cinema nights? So for like the last of like Game of Thrones or, you know, the when is a new episode or a new season of something? Why can't they sort of like put it in the cinema? They... The, it's an interesting one. Yes, I, I like it. I like it? it. Also, I think with Game of Game of Thrones is not owned by Netflix and it's not available on Netflix, but I know we're getting to. And and the thing is, I don't know if you saw this, but some of their movies they're actually showed in the cinemas. Did, true. Did you know that? Yeah, that is true. And actually, haven't Amazon been buying up cinemas, or have I just made that up? Do you know this? Yeah, I want to say yes, but I remember the AMC, one of the largest chains in the US, being bought. But felt like it was bought by a Chinese company, and that was just must have been like over ten years ago or so. So no, I'm I'm no not aware. But that is an interesting concept, isn't it? Of like, if let's say Netflix started buying cinemas, and then your subscription got you then access to watch certain things in the movie theater. Thing is, with Netflix, because with their own content now, Netflix is trying to really. Um, you know, up up the game, step up the game, right? That's that's no doubt. And so, if I recall correctly, what have you seen? One of their newest movies from last year, um, All Quiet on the Western Front. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. So, so that one was obviously nominated um, uh, for you know Best Picture, Oscars. Where you were? Yes. Yep. Good. And I think it actually won some Oscars. I'm not sure, or at least one, which one it was. Anyway. Do you know what is one of the requirements to um, get nominated for an Oscar? Ah, uh, share. That's right. You already got it. It's uh, that this movie has to be uh, shown in the cinema, and I, I, I might be completely making this up. By the way, <laughs> no, I'm speaking this from my memory, but I think that's what it is. That is true. That is true. Oh. But I think here's, here's a good opportunity to bring people back to the cinema in a way, or well, it's just a social environment. Do you know what I mean of like? Hey, you know, like it doesn't need to necessarily be a movie. It could be, uh, I don't know, the, the new, um, what's coming out, um, Black Mirror episodes this week. Like, if it's going to oh. be like a cinema event, or I'd be quite interested to like go to the movies, you know, with like friends. 
the people you share your account with are <laughs> <laughs> located all over the world. <laughs> yeah. And actually, anyway, so I thought the cinema angle, but also maybe like syncing with friends. What do you think about this one? Do you like the idea of watching with your girlfriend in, if you're not together? I th- I think I think Prime does that. I've never tried it, but on Prime you can create this watch party, or is it Disney Plus? Disney, maybe? Disney Plus, Disney offer it. Yes, they do watch party. Yeah, so watch party. Yeah, that's what it is. So I've never done this. I'm, I don't know. It's I don't know if I'm. I would be a fan of that or not. But um, yeah, I could see how it can land with some people, like yourself. Yes. Okay. Well, any more, Oscar? Those are some quite good ones. All right. Yeah, I'll I'll do one more, which builds on one of my previous ones uh, around the additional content, trivia, editorial. You know, what I think they could do is also gamify a little bit their own con- their own production and uh, offer on the app specifically content like in form of quizzes, in form of um, you know like competitions, what have you. So imagine if the I'll keep using the example of Stranger Things. The new season of Stranger Things came out, and then if you were the first one to watch it, you know, within a week of its release, and then you answered a quiz um, correctly, then I don't know, you get points that you can redeem for something, or you know, you're uh, able to unlock more exclusive content, or win a meet and greet with the actors. I don't know, making things up as I speak, right? But just gamify the whole content idea a little bit more, so that because you have the content. I'm sure yeah. there's plenty of content, whether it's static, whether it's uh, a video. So uh, why not uh, build this exciting content? And that could be a good investment for games as opposed to offering solitaire as part of your subscription, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And unlock these Snapchat lenses or whatever. Probably that is, I could see how that's being done on a, on a campaign base for new releases, though I haven't seen any. But yeah, you're totally right. Hmm. Good. All right. um, on, on that type of content, uh, before we uh, wrap it up, also live sport. You know, I think Amazon has done a terrific job of live sport. When they have the con- when they have shows, when they so when they have a match, yeah, it's done very well. It, it's interesting because I think there was a big push or there was a big discussion back back in the days, which I also um, found in my research that Netflix was actually. Um, you know, kind of like ask this, those exact questions, especially when you think about the fact that they also offer a lot of actual originals around sports. They have the Formula One series. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. They have Breakpoint, the the Netflix show. So it only makes sense to uh, the tennis show. I meant Netflix show, um, and maybe even a few others, right? So it would totally make sense to kind of connect it to live sports in a way. But um, yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. what the because you have to at the end as a company like Netflix who is a, not a streaming platform anymore but more so a content producer like an original you know, production studio I guess it's a question whether you want to go to live sport which I think is messy in its own way with all the broadcasting rights and all the money behind it or you want to continue focusing on delivering Oscar winning movies and content that's uh, yeah. Those are the choices. So, I guess we don't know the answers, but there are people out there who do. So, listeners, if you know anyone at Netflix, you know what to do. Tag them, forward them the show. We would love to have them on, right, Oscar? 
Absolutely. So many questions I would like to ask and, uh, you know, insights I would love to get. So yes. please do. On elonsbacklook.com is the destination. <laughs> thank you uh, for the for that. Um, yeah, because, um, you know, we will be friendly. It's just be great to find some answers as to why we have endless carousels and uh, endless carousels. Oh, I'm going to go to sleep thinking of bloody endless carousels. Um, <laughs> but with that, I think... Um, I really enjoyed that episode. No, same, same. I, I like the good balance of app and uh, features reviewing. It's also diving into some deeper questions around content production and uh, Oscars. And uh, I'm far from a movie uh, expert, but uh, it made me feel like I am one a little bit. Well, <laughs> your, your name is Oscar, so... There you it's go. Spelled with an A, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, okay. Thank you, listeners, uh, for listening. And um, we look forward to seeing you at the, on the next show. Take us away, Scabby. <laughs>